What the hell was that? GP's bottom five games of all time. Today on... Think that'll be okay? Yeah, that's great. Okay, cool. Uh, so you start, in, or do I start us off? Um, well, because you're serious, so it's, I know it's kind of weird, but you're hosting it, but then I will, you know, tell you why you're wrong. How about that? Okay, cool, cool, cool. I like that. Okay, here we go. Everybody, hello, and welcome back to Press B to Cancel. My name is Guy Prime, and today I am joined by my good friend, Sick Jake. Hey, everybody. Uh, I had a great time doing my bottom five list. I'm really looking forward to hearing yours. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So today's episode is just about my five, uh, what I would consider the worst games, or I guess my least favorite games of all time. And I, I'm, I'm glad you're here doing this with me, but really you're just, I just need you to give me a number five, four, three, two, and one, <laughs> and then just listen to me rant for the next three and a half hours about all the fucking time in my life that I've, I've wasted on these five games. I always love when there's low effort expected on my part. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I feel like that sentiment translated to the development teams of the next five games that we're about to talk about. (laughs) You're throwing shade and you haven't even said what they are yet. (laughs) Oh, okay. Let me start off by saying typically I like to prepare uh, for these recordings by doing at least a little bit of research, you know, some preparedness, that kind of stuff. Today, because it's an opinion piece – I I found that I still had to make some notes because my top five list is comprised of games that are incredibly forgettable. And I think that is kind of the, the through line. I kept forgetting what my, my bottom five list is because I'm like, and, and honest to God, I, the, the listing here of five, four, three, two, one is incredibly arbitrary. You could throw these against the wall like spaghetti and whatever, you know, order they stick and that there we go. So for your list, there's just nothing redeeming about any of these? For the most part. I did steal a little bit of your energy from last, uh, I guess that was, well, by the time this airs, probably four months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Uh, Shh, yeah, don't I, ruin the illusion. I don't know that each one of these games is going to be a game that everybody listening will be like, yeah, that was a horrible, horrible experience. But I have my reasons, and I've got one honorable mention that is a bit of a hot take, and I'm not sure if it should be on the list or not. So we're going to want to talk about that as well. So. Okay. Uh, so you want to start with your honorable mention, or you want to start with five? No, I'm going to give some suspense leading up to the honorable mention. So we'll do that between one and two. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Well, hit us with number five. Okay, so this is where I'm taking notes from you. I don't actually feel like this is... I, I don't hate this game, but I know a lot of people do. That's not why it's on the list. But the idea for me picking this one is it is so bad because of how great everything else in the series is. So I'm talking, of course, about Final Fantasy II. Now, don't get it twisted. I mean the original actual Final Fantasy II, not the Final Fantasy IV that we originally knew. As Final Fantasy 2. This is Final Fantasy 2 for the NES. The NES one. Okay. So I have right. not played this one, but mm. I thought I thought you liked this one. Or was that 3 that you liked? No, 3, I was pleasantly surprised. So last year, the, the back end of 2020, I had done a marathon of all the Final Fantasies from 1 through 7. Um, 
because there were some of the older ones I'd never played. I'd never played all the way through Final Fantasy one, right. though I had seen it, you know, beaten. Two and three I'd never played. Um, obviously, you guys know I've abused four, and then <laughs> five I'd never played all the way through, um, and then six and seven everybody loves. So, got through one and I loved it. I was dreading going into two because I didn't really know much about it outside of the fact that people really seemed to hate it. And I came away thinking, okay, I understand why they hate it. It is an absolute chore of a game. I did have a player's guide with me, which typically I try not to do whenever I'm doing first playthroughs or blind playthroughs. Right. But because of how loathed this game is, I felt justified in just wanting to have the answers there so I could get through it. Okay. Because um, the first game is, I mean, it's not it, it's not the or certainly the best of the series, but the first game kind of had a decent gameplay to it it was it was a good game you would think the sequel would be okay if they made you know 20 more of these down the road what, what makes it so bad this is the anti-mega man uh so do you remember when uh, i was telling you about my top five list and i was explaining my theories on mega man like one through six how four was the pinnacle right but two two is so loved because it took what was great about one expanded on it and then started the, the series in a good direction. Two did the opposite. It took some of the things from the first one and then shit on them or completely just re- recalibrated them. Uh, for example, the first thing that comes to mind, the, uh, the leveling system. One of the things that's absolutely a staple in a benchmark now for Final Fantasy are levels. You know, what, what, I'm a level 42 paladin, you know, with, with whatever, you know. Yeah. XP points. Um, yeah. Yeah, experience, all that kind of stuff. That stuff is out the window. Uh, you can make your characters whoever you want. Now, the characters I like. The story is good. I like the characters. But outside of that, the game is not great. Um, you have to purchase the magic, which is what they did in the first one. But right. then you level up the, the, the magic. If you want a fighter to be a strong fighter, you just attack nonstop. And the attack is oh. what grows or levels up. If you buy a spell... You want that spell to be stronger. You only use that spell until it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. I so, see. so it's based on the items. Yeah, that's the um, the Ultima system, I guess, where the more you do something, the better you are at it. Which I I love the idea of it, but the execution of it in Final Fantasy II was very lackluster. Uh, now, as I mentioned, I had a, a player's guide in front of me, and I had done a little bit of research hoping to just breeze through Final Fantasy 2 as quickly as I could. And there's some spoilers here for uh, strats. If, if anybody's not familiar with, with this game, uh, skip ahead a few minutes, you know, or whatever. But essentially, at the beginning of the game, you can buy, like, I think it's Toad or Frog or whatever the spell is. You're going to want to level that up to level 16 right away, which is going to take about 12 hours. <laughs> okay, but why? If you have the, if you, if, well, because there's... Um, how do I say? It? There's some very high-powered things that you can do once you can turn bad guys into frogs. And if you want to turn somebody into a frog, it needs to be leveled up as high as it can. If I'm remembering this right, because um, then they've they've got their peninsula of power, which is kind of the nickname for an early section of the map that you're not supposed to be able to know about, or you know, but you can access later game bad guys in a very small section of the map early on. But so if you do that, turn everybody into a toad and kill them. It makes it very easy to level, well, quote unquote, level up very oh, quickly. So even if they're yeah. a toad, you still get the full experience from that monster. Yeah, if I'm remembering that right, I'm, I'm okay. pretty sure. 
Yeah. Now again, I've only played it once, and it was a year ago. Yeah. And I've I've gone through some you know therapy to try to expunge this from my mind. Um, <laughs> and then I there's a couple other secrets in there. There's like a slide puzzle game, or it's not slide puzzle was in the first one. This is a memory game where there's like 16 tiles. You flip one over, there's a picture. So then you have to find the corresponding one. Right. Right. So there's again, this is a bit of a cheat, but it's in the game, so it's it's allowable, I, I suppose. Um, there's 16, or maybe there's 32 possible, I don't say maps, but uh, versions of this game, right? So you play the first one, and if you know the order, and you do it in under a certain time without making any mistakes, you get basically in-game weapons and armor. What? Okay? Right. Well, see, so the minigame in new... the first game, you got nothing from that sliding puzzle. Like, nothing. <laughs> right. Well, in, in the updates to that game, in the uh, PlayStation version, if you keep getting new like best times or new pbs on that uh you you get items and and gp or you know guild really? or whatever uh-huh oh, well damn okay right so so with this one there's that memory game if you do it perfectly and i think it's under a certain time you get like the masamune and you know all this other like high end equipment um so then you start a new game and exit it right away 31 more times so it recycles and takes you back to the first thing so you do that four times and you've got and level stuff for all your characters. So I, I, I cheesed that game as best as I could. Um, and I think it made it more tolerable that I gave myself that edge. I am certainly one who likes to grind early on. So that was fine. But still, 14 hours uh, just to get that Toad mastered was... Okay. but uh, if That you, was rough. Do you have to do that grinding? Can you still have fun playing through it the, you know, the normal way? <laughs> Well, I want to say yes, but I haven't done that, so I, I can't give you a definitive answer. All I know is people hate this game for the way that those systems work. Now, there are some fun things to it. They've got towns that are, you know, callbacks and later, you know, versions of Final Fantasy like uh, Missidia and, you know, Missidia being a town run by very strong uh, magic users, which you see again in Final Fantasy IV. So there's a lot of um, lore building in Final Fantasy II. And in that way, it's, it's like the Mega Man 2, where they, they added some cool new stuff. But uh, the anti-Mega Man comes from not, not... I mean, it was a ballsy move. People loved the first Final Fantasy. And to, to come out with the second one and say, we took everything that you loved and changed it, uh, and not for the better was a tough thing. And then they ship, you know, course corrected on Final Fantasy 3 and the rest is history. Right. But uh, again, if you've never played 2... I do recommend doing it, but maybe emulate it uh, if that's legal. And just fast forward through the, the front parts. I do recommend heavy grinding on the front part to make the back end easier because honestly, to me, the worst thing about this game was every time you have a new quest or a new thing you have to do, you've got to walk clear across the fucking map to get to the opposite side of the world to talk to somebody who will then say, oh, you've got to go back to the main kingdom and talk to the queen. Okay. And this queen person is constantly sending you on chores or errands <laughs> that are really just, you know, talk to this person in this town and then you just turn around and go back. And that kind of sucks. Yeah, nobody likes fetch quests. And the way you describe the the leveling of system, the, the do something mm -hmm. better and you get better that one thing type of system, mm -hmm. Skyrim Morrowind does that too. And it's it's not my favorite way of playing an RPG at all. Um, it, on paper, it sounds neat because then, yeah, if your fighter's going to be better as a fighter, you just keep doing what you're going to do anyway, you get better at it. But then you kind of feel pigeonholed and doing the same thing. There's, mm -hmm. there's a few games that kind of have that problem and it's a trap. I don't like 
But uh, yeah. yeah, it's a shame. Like the first game is a, a solid RPG, and I heard nothing but praise about the third game, and we all love four and five and six. But to hear the two was kind of a nosedive is interesting. Well, and my my retrospective after I had finished that marathon of one through seven was that two the biggest hindrance to Final Fantasy two are the words Final Fantasy. If okay. it had been a one-off non-Final Fantasy game, I think people would remember it more fondly. But to see what it's surrounded by and what this, the franchise later became, um, yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing against it are, are, is just that it's part of the Final Fantasy world. No, um, fair enough. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of my takeaway from 2. You know, it's not the worst game of all time, but considering, uh, like I said, the, it's part of the Final Fantasy, so many people hate it, I, I felt... I would be doing it a disservice to not mention it, so I put it at five. See, like, I think I'd want to play it, but I, mm-hmm. there's no way in hell I'm going to grind for a dozen hours for a single spell. That that kind of thing feels like, right. you know, the, the boxer who hates boxing because he spent years training, and that's all he could think about and do for years on end, right? He, so he has no more joy actually right. boxing, right? So I think maybe that must be the problem, right? Like, I, I it's nice that there's there's hidden stuff you can grab early to give you an advantage but if the advantage means a dozen hours hating yourself <laughs> even with fast forward on an emulator yeah. uh, i don't i don't think i'd do that yeah yeah it's it's rough and um to you know with, with the nes graphics uh, it's just it's not a very fun experience i had the benefit yeah. of um now i do own it <laughs> so i don't mind saying you know how i played it but i i was able to play it with the updated graphics and and that helped. I, I think that's the only way I could do it is if I could kind of, you know, edge edge the bet a little bit, if yeah. that makes sense, or hedge, no, hedge, whatever the word is. So, right. yeah, so that's five. The number five is Final Fantasy II, the bad right. one on the NES. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right, number four. So along the same lines of really fucking cool idea, uh, but embarrassingly bad execution, is Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. Uh, see, I've never played that, mm-hmm. but I always thought if I did that I would love it because I freaking love Sub Zero. I know what a cool character uh, throughout the games, throughout the movies. I've always just like that's my go-to guy. Like that was my Halloween costume as a kid. Sub Zero is dope, and I love the fighting games. Right. And I believe that MK Mythologies was going to be a series where they would bring in these kind of one-off games to expand the lore of a lot of different characters. The way that um, X-Men was going to do, like, X-Men Origins for Wolverine and then, like, Magneto and a bunch of things. Right. But then the first one flopped so bad that they decided, no, we're, we're scrubbing that. There is a second um, one of these, though, I think. It's a Mortal Kombat Shaolin Knights or, or something. It's with Kung Lao and Liu Kang. Right. But I think because of the bad taste that mythologies left in people's mouths, right. they did away with the word mythologies. I could be uh, wrong on that, but I, I think that's accurate. Okay, that's fair enough. Because okay. then they also had, like, MK Special Forces, which was, like, Jax, I think. Oh, wow. I didn't know about that one. <laughs> well, and I think that that game is widely regarded as one of the shittiest games of all time as well. Wow. Okay. Because these are, like, the beat-em-ups, spin-offs of MK, right? Right. So the idea with MK Mythology Sub-Zero is one of the most beloved characters from the franchise taken out of the fighting game and put into a platformer. Really dope sounding idea. I could understand everybody's hype level being elevated during whatever board meeting that happened at. 
Yeah. But ultimately, the product that we got was an unpolished turd that you understand that you're looking at it and that's Sub-Zero. But the clunkiness of the physics engines, the, the graphics were not on par. Again, this is a very forgettable game except for, you know, uh, I, I'm thinking of that scene from Star Wars Episode Three. You were the chosen one. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then Anakin is on fire, losing his limbs and going, I hate you. And that is that is this game. It is this, it's us as fanboys from Mortal Kombat saying, you were the chosen one. And, and this shitty-ass game just saying, I hate you. Was this on the this is N64 or PlayStation? I believe both. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Really, we're but, the chosen okay. one for the N64. <laughs> well... Could have brought us a mature game. <laughs> we were sick of Panjo. You destroyed yeah. it anyway. Well, but that's that's the thing. I mean, that was not a great era for Mortal Kombat video games. If you look at Mortal Kombat yeah. Four, a lot of people hated that. I understand why. Um, I was not mature enough uh, of a gamer to be able to look at Mortal Kombat Four and be like, "Oh, this sucks." I was like, "Hey, it's a 3D Mortal Kombat. This is wonderful." Who, who's that guy? Oh, he's the new Kano? Fine. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Um, it was... It, yeah. But MK Mythology Sub-Zero is a shitty game on its own. But the reason it made my top five is because of the hope... Uh, you know, uh, what this game could have been still seems like a good idea. That's how much I love the character and, and Mortal Kombat. But what we got was not... It's not good. Okay, I need to leave, need I need to know a little bit more about why it's bad though. Like you said, bad physics. I I know it's right. like it's not rip freight from the fighting game, is it? No, no, no. It um, it almost feels because I've I've got to go back into the times that I rented this. Nobody I knew owned this one. This is a rental from okay. Hastings. Okay, in the nineties, and um, what am I thinking of? Sands of Time, not Prince of Persia, but like kind of. That meets the over-animated walking motions and turning motions from Moon Crystal, which I know you've seen me play. Right. Um, you know, or, or like uh, Pitfall or whatever that is. So not like that really kind tight of, controls, right? Like, no, not at all. And and you, you can jump at something and you know you're going to be able to grab onto it. But then sure shit, you don't grab onto it and you just fall forever. Right. And there's a lot of, okay, i got to climb and then you get to the top and then you fall again. Um you know, if this game accomplished anything, it would be kind of better informing the player about the Elder Gods. You know, Fujin and, and some of those other right. guys that are uh, akin to, to, to Raiden. But um, Well, and that's why I wanted to like this one, because Mortal yeah. Kombat lore is, is just a thing, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. They take it just serious enough, even though it's batshit nuts. But uh, these games were meant to explore the backstory of the NK universe and kind of go with it. And we don't really get that very much until, well, recently we have with the new ones. But but back then, there wasn't a time for story, right? Fighting games were all about the combat, nothing else. So I was kind of hoping this would be okay. There's characters, I think, that were mythologies that later came to MK, I think, as in the fighting game, if I'm not wrong. But mm -hmm. that's disappointing. So, like, the yeah, story like... sucks, even? Like, there's just nothing nothing redeeming in this pile of shit at all? Okay, so that's that's where uh, I have to admit I didn't do the research on that. I for this one am simply going off of what I remember and what I've okay. seen uh, from other people because this is one of those titles because it's Mortal Kombat that when like the new movie just came out earlier this year, I watched so many videos on trivia 
from like backstories of all these different characters because I just I had that fever again for Mortal Kombat. Right. But nothing I could watch on mythologies, even stuff that is supposed to be entertainment for YouTube from, you know, non-Mortal Kombat related people just doing reviews. None of it could hold my attention. So even hearing other people talk about it was boring. Okay. That's why I'm not going to spend too much time on it, because I'm sure right now everybody's like, what else is on the radio? All right. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's... Okay, I'm a mostly stupid adult. So believe me when I say I was a very stupid child. And I would have rather read the novelization of what this game should have been <laughs> instead of played the video game. Sub-Zero, Sub-Zero Mythology is the official <laughs> novel edition. Right. Yeah. Even the player's guide would have been a boring read. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of that. Oh, stupid. boy. All but, right. uh, yeah, if they had written a novel out, I would have been like, I could barely read, but I would still rather read than... than well, than when kids turn to the comic. book instead of playing the game, you know it's a winner. All right. That's when you know. Yeah. yeah. All right. So number four is <laughs> Mortal Kombat <laughs> Mythology's Sub-Zero. Yeah. That's That's a yeah. shame. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing is like out there somewhere, there's probably somebody who's like, this is the greatest game of all time, Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. And just know that uh, (laughs) I'm so sorry that that is your experience. Play something else. (laughs) Well, you know, I always try and say I I was careful not to dump on. I'm trying not to dump on Mm -hmm. games as much these days because every game out there is potentially somebody's favorite game, even if they're wrong. So maybe there is right. somebody who likes Sub-Zero Mythologies. Who, who am I to judge? But um, well, I'm kind of sad here. If you're out there listening and you and you non-ironically legit love Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub-Zero, uh, reach out to me and maybe we can have you on the Okay But Hear Me Out episode. Hey, that'd be a good idea. If somebody can redeem this game and make me curious about it, you know, <laughs> I'm all for hearing it. But that, that's, you know, that's what's so great about these, these episodes that are dedicated shitting on things is we can lightheartedly defend it. I mean, I, I'm never going to be like, this game sucks, no reason, done. If you like it, you suck. Right. No. No. I, yeah. So that's, it's, it's, I'm not wrong, but it's also an opinion. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, here's right. with your number three. Okay. Now, before I do, I will say this. I could have made an entire bottom five list just of fighting games. Oh, um, yeah. There's a lot of bad fighting games, like a ton. <laughs> Right, so the next two I'm going to mention are, are both fighting games, um, but they're on opposite ends of the spectrum for what they were trying to accomplish. Uh, so the number three, and really this could be number two, and number two could be number three here, but uh, number three is Balls 3D. Are you familiar with this? <laughs> yeah, you ain't wrong. It's, it's a terrible game. <laughs> I rented it, it looks a couple like, times. So. Oh my god, it is a. Di- it looks like Dippin' Dots sponsored yeah. it. And they're fighting, and uh, you know, again... It's hard to kind of understand, like if you're looking at your character, which is just made out of various sized balls, it's kind of hard to to see where their boundaries are as a character, yeah. especially when you're in the scrum with another character that is also made up of uh, of balls. They tried to switch the color palettes or differentiate, you know, whatever between the characters with different colors and different sized balls, but it sucks. And I mean, this game is shit. I. How do I say this? This is how big of a of a piece this is. I'd never played it or seen it until about a month ago. Here's the story. K-Biz, whom you all know and love from the retro therapy. Of course, the face uh, of retro. Per- right, of course. He is uh he had recently bought 
um, a little, you know, mini Super Nintendo or whatever that has every single video game ever for the Super Nintendo and the regular Nintendo loaded onto it, okay? okay. And so he and I, my cousin uh, Trev One, who who you all also might know from the, the Retro Therapy, mm-hmm. and uh, my brother and, and Trev One's brother, we all got together and we were playing these games trying to remember which ones we love. And then we got to the, the fighting category and we just wanted to go through all the classics, the Mortal Kombat, uh, Street Fighter. We went to um, Killer Instinct, which is great. Then we, we, yeah. we get into some of the known stinkers, such as... Uh, primal rage pit fighter oh. which i get sucks but i love pit fighter for some stupid reason uh and then we get to the bad unknowns which I, again i could make a list of probably 20 of these that are just horrible uh but balls 3d is the one that stuck out to me and not only was it it was it bad enough um that it was a waste of time for the 20 minutes we, we played it I, I don't mind. That was when it, when we said bottom five. I'm like, this has to go on there, and I just found out about it. So, that's how strongly I feel about how bad this game is. Do you remember how many characters are in it? I think six. Uh, that's really that's what low. one of them's like like a clown. One of yeah, you know, like they all they say have different attributes, but they really don't. Like, <laughs> I think most of the work put into this game was made for the background. They tried to go, you know, for a 3D look. It's in the name Balls 3D, which, by the way, the one we played, obviously, was for the Super Nintendo. I think they did put this over on, uh, like, the Neo Geo or or maybe even the Dreamcast. I'm not sure what year this came out or where all they tried to put it on, but we we did it for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So you're in, like, this stadium, and you can see the background, and it's, you know, you're in, like, a Coliseum circle, which will move as you move. Uh, and I feel like they were very proud of themselves because they said, look what we found out how to do. There's billboards, electronic billboards in the back that say different things that are funny or kind of, you know, cheeky or on the nose. Right. And then I think they, they programmed all that and they're like, oh shit, what are we going to do with the characters? (laughs) I think that, you know, the characters were the last ones they, they thought about building and they said, well, let's just use. I mean, it could have been wireframe characters with no actual body design, and it would have been better looking. Yeah, it's like the Mode 7 thing, right? It's like yeah. people got around a, a developer table. They're trying to spitball ideas, right? All the all the good ones are taken, and they're like, well, yeah, Mode 7, that's neat. Sure, let's build a game around that. So, Because that's yeah. what I remember. You're right. The backgrounds, the tech there was decent, but they, they failed to build a good game with that. You had to put something there. I was thinking maybe there'd be a lot of characters because if, if the sprites are made up of little balls, then that's it. Mm-hmm. Then maybe they, they could have done something really interesting with the characters by having small sprites and making more characters. But I don't think they did that way. I just think literally that the theme was spheres and they ran with it. And uh, there's a few games that did that. And the other one I know is Vector Man over on the Genesis where they took mm-hmm. they took that hot ball tech and they made a character <laughs> that was made of spheres. And I just, I just can't get into it. It's just... I don't know. <laughs> like when you said uh, bad fighters, tech. it was balls or clay fighter. And that's what popped in my head. And you said balls. Oh, I'm like, yeah, no, I agree. hundred percent. Clay fighters was so much better than this. At least with clay fighters, you <laughs> wow. could look at them and, and kind of understand what the character was about. Yes. Like if I remember right, they had like a snowman and they had a couple different things like that. Yeah. This is just balls, just yeah. stacks of humanoid shaped balls. And for like some both reason, have, fighting. both are bad fighting games, but at least yeah. Clay Fighter has interesting characters. <laughs> right. right. Like with with Clay Fighters, if I had never played that, I would at least look at the magazine and try to like 
read about the characters or, you know, their backstories. Balls are just a stack of balls, man. Just yeah. a stack of balls. I remember this being popular in game magazine advertisements. I think they advertised the shit out of this game, if I remember correctly. It's been yeah, it's been a probably, long time, long time. Probably but I rented it more like, than once. Like one of those. Don't know why. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> but we did. But you know, when we were recording your episode, and you had mentioned how pissed off you were about how bad the NES Superman was, yeah, because you know, kids save up money and then they go to the store and they they buy something. You think, oh, it's Superman. This is going to be great, and then it, it sucks. Which for I want to say this because I said this during your episode. Superman was absolutely going to be on my NES right. or my, my bottom five as well, but you, you took it and robbed me of that. So, uh, and that, that's fine. I'm just glad somebody, <laughs> somebody is out there so the world can hear about how bad it is. But you know, that, I think about that too. Some kid saved up his money for Balls 3D. You think and, though? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, because they advertised <laughs> it, right? And part of what we were saying about Superman was. I, you know, you, you go off the IP. Well, there's no IP for balls. Right. There's just ads. You know, if, if you're, you know, reading Nintendo Power or, you know, anything where there might be adverts for it, it wouldn't be a Nintendo Power, I suppose. Well, maybe it would if it was on the... Uh, I don't think there's a Nintendo platform. Well, no, I just got done saying it's a Super Nintendo. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm all worked up over balls. I just don't see... I just, I'm just trying to picture if I was a kid during that era yeah. and I walked into a Target or whatever and I'm looking at a shelf... Of SNES games because mm-hmm. the Genesis, uh, maybe I could see that a problem there. But the SNES had so hundreds of good titles, a yeah. wall of amazing titles, right? And some kids like, I want that game. <laughs> I want the game with the balls. It's got the yeah. Z, so you know it's extreme, right. it's edgy, it's cool. I saw the magazine right. ads, I saw those <laughs> screenshots, and I said, Balls speak to me. I, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe in a bargain yeah. bin somewhere at a Walmart, but I don't. I don't know who who bought this game. <laughs> it must have sold uh, something, right? Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I just. I yeah. A month ago, played it. Can't get the bad taste of balls out of my mouth. And uh, <laughs> you're right, though. That Z makes it edgy, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's in 3D. Oof. Yeah. How can you go wrong? And I, I feel know. bad because. Balls 3D is my number three, but it, I probably should have put it as my number two now that I'm looking at it. Because number two should probably – number two sucks, but number three should should have been my next one. All right. Well, number three is two. Balls 3D. Right. And I 100% agree with you there. So let, let's yeah. hear your number two then because it sounds like number two is really close. It is. It's another fighting game. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's a game that when I, when it, I saw adverts for it, I remember seeing these uh, in Nintendo Power – I was like, okay, cool. And I got excited for it because some of the characters, you know, looked interesting. And honestly, the the design of the characters is about the coolest thing of, of all of it. So without delaying any further, it's uh, Shaq Fu. Well, okay, you talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm actually a fan of Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. The dude does those. He's in every commercial. He was in this wonderful thing with Tony the Tiger that was so charming. He's in all those Gold Bond commercials. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal basketball player, which I loved watching basketball in the 90s and early 2000s. Same. Um, so, yeah, big Shaq fan. I, I loved his Shaq Diesel album. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I don't even mind really admitting that. Like, I was a Shaq fan. Shaq Fu comes out. He looks mad as hell. You know, he's got, like, these cool, like, 
I, I don't know. I was just excited for this game to come out. And then it comes out, and it makes Street Fighter look like, you know, a masterpiece. I'm not a huge Street Fighter fan, but Shaq Fu, why? Well, so, like, <laughs> you know, I, I've I played it recently, and okay. I remember playing as a kid and liking it, but I was, I was oh. bad at it. But I was bad at every fighting game. I'm a little bit better now. And when I tried playing it recently, you're right. It's not a good game. The The controls are terrible. But it has a lot of... It has a lot of like, look, the setting is neat. You're taking a basketball player, for fuck's sakes, and you're throwing it into uh-huh. this brand new, creative world with all these weird characters. It's very unique. And the character designs are really great. But you're right. Mm-hmm. The, the, the combat sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it... Yeah. It is. And, the, you know, the characters... Like, they had that mummy that was cool. Like I said, when, when I saw it in, in advertisements, and I remember commercials coming out for it, thinking, oh, man, Shaq is doing everything. And it seems like, of course, he should be a, a fighting game character. The dude is giant and strong. and Yeah. You know, he, he wouldn't be the fastest, but, you know, if he if he gets his hands on you, it's like game over. And then it just, you know, it kind of suffered from the, the hype. And then, it, you know, kind of like Mortal Kombat Mythology. It's like, oh, man, this is a cool idea. And then they just phoned it in. And I think it was a cash grab. Yeah, you know, I think it was a bit more than a cash grab. I always got the impression that um, Shaquille O'Neal, yeah, he wants to make money. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he was smart to realize that basketball money is not forever, which is good on him. But everything he's done, I think he tried to put some, some of himself in there. Right, like even something like Steel, which is a bad movie. I still like it because Shaquille O'Neal's in it and something about it is decent. But, uh, you know, between that or his, his music, like if he's, he tries to put a brand with whatever he's doing to put a little spin on it. So I don't know if it's a straight up cash grab. Like, what's that movie? Space Jam 2? That's a cash grab. <laughs> I don't care. LeBron ain't doing nothing with that movie. That's just going to be a trash movie. I don't think there's any personality what? in what I've seen in that movie. But when I go look, look at what Shaq Fu did, the... Uh-huh effort put into the character designs and the world there I think is great I just wish the game was actually good but I think it's more than a cash grab at least a little bit okay. more okay well and 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 having done a little bit of research you know prior tonight uh, to tonight apparently Shaq at that time was like King Ego oh, and yeah. a lot of this was he just wanted his name and face on everything that he could uh, to, to try to satiate that 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 ego. Now I don't know Shaq personally. Uh, I I still see him as one of the heroes from my childhood. So I don't know if that's true or not. But I I'm yeah. I remember just saying, you know. But it worked for a kid. It worked. And I remember buying Shaq Fu, and this is the one where I I think I was too proud to admit that it sucked. You know when you idolize somebody so yeah. they kind of walk on water. Like I played this. I'm like oh man that's 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 great, man. That's great. No, I I don't think I ever want to play it again. But that was a great game, <laughs> you know. Have you played it recently and, at all, or no? Uh, no. Well, I, I, a month ago when we were doing all the fighting games and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, th- that came up, and um, you know, it's one of those things where there's a little bit of nostalgia for it, but that nostalgia is also a mixed drink with bitterness by <laughs> by how bad it was. So, a lot of good, a lot of bad. Uh, no, just a lot of bad. A little bit of good. Mostly all bad. Pretty much all bad. Yeah, but there was, the, at the, one point, a sequel uh, scheduled. 
Yeah. I just remember the, the, the they, gameplay, yeah. like the combat was very punishing, felt very unfair. Like in some ways it reminds me of Mortal Kombat 2 and how unfair the AI is in that. Shaqfu reminds okay. me a lot of that. I'm not saying I'm not saying MK2 is bad or anything. I mean it's not my favorite, but but the punishing it's, AI I think is shared. It's by the both greatest games. Mortal Kombat. Uh, I don't we'll disagree there. But that's I think, a whole other episode, isn't it? <laughs> it, it totally is with Zero Lopez. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's something where you have a game that may not, maybe not the greatest game, but when you throw in like really punishingly hard AI, it, it does not elevate it. <laughs> it does the opposite. It brings it even further down. Well, and maybe it's because I got spoiled on on Mortal Kombat, but I don't care for fighting games that don't have finisher moves. That's not a rule, but in general, <laughs> well, you're I not love like many I've, fighting games. Are you? <laughs> that's, no, uh, and that's yeah. That's, that's that's actually kind of my biggest thing with like Street Fighter. Why are they not killing that guy? The fight's over. He won. You know, Street Fighter. You know, is is a good game. I just yeah. I will always go Mortal Kombat. Um, I like the over the top outlandish violence. But like, like I've been playing. Who, um, sorry, one quick tangent. I've been playing the Guilty yeah, Gear series last week. Okay. It was on Humble Bundle for like twelve bucks. All the old games because the new one came out as of this recording today. And uh, so I was playing the older ones, and the old one, the last one, had uh, instant kill moves. And they're basically finishers. They're not gory or bloody, but they're totally fucking the shit <laughs> of the opponent. <laughs> and it's neat because you can do it whenever you want in the match. You you give up your meter, your super meter, and you can execute it. And they're, they're like flamboyant. They're in your face. They're anime to the nines. They're amazing. But the new game, Strive, doesn't have them. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not... Gameplay-wise, they weren't that integral, right? You never really saw them used. But the fact they don't have the finishers, I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> so I'm kind of yeah. with you there. The MK finishers are a big thing for fighting games. I do like them. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shaq-Fu. Shaq-Fu. And uh, quick mention for anybody who didn't know, uh, a sequel titled Shaq-Fu, A Legend Reborn, was actually released in June of 2018. <laughs> that was a Kickstarter, wasn't it? Uh, I want to say yes, but it's very like cell shaded um, animation, you know, more like a comic book looking thing. Okay. But you you can get it on like the Switch, the PS4, uh, the Xbox. I think one was what it was on, but yeah, it's. I don't think it's a fighting game. I think it's like an actual beat 'em up. Is it? Because there's a story to it. Yeah. What's the other one that there's some a fan made? Um, is it Charles Barkley, Guy Den or something like that? It's like a fan game, and I think it's spoofing Shaq Fu. And I, th- I heard it was good, but it's more of an RPG. Oh, I okay. think I don't. I really should go into look into it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I kind of forgot about this, and really, everything I just said about Shaq Fu comes from. Uh, I I guess we'll call it my my mind palace, but it's Google. <laughs> so okay, yeah. All right. All right so number so, two is Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu. Yeah. So I want to do the honorable mention before I talk about number one. The honorable mention is one that is probably one of the more disappointing games I've ever played next to my number one spot. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad game other than... Well, let me just talk about it. Metal Gear Solid 2. Sons of Liberty, I think is what it's called. That's the PlayStation 2, right? PlayStation 2, right. Okay. So Metal Gear, solid, fantastic game. Amazing operatic, amazing cutscenes, good music, great everything. Right. 
2 comes out and it looks beautiful compared to what the PlayStation 1 version looked oh, like. Oh, yeah, seriously. And all the adverts I seen, all the commercials, I was excited to play as Snake. As I think everybody was, Snake, uh, you know, uh, Solid Snake is such an amazing protagonist and he was so much fun in uh, the NES games and then, of course, now with, with Metal Gear Solid. So 2 comes out and it starts off fucking baller. You're on this boat. Everything looks smooth. The gameplay is smooth. The sounds are dope. Uh, you know, you can grab a character, and it looks like you're grabbing a character. It doesn't look like you've grabbed them, and then there's two inches of space between you and them. And then You know what I mean? Like, everything was just great. And then you finish this tanker episode, and then you start a second part where you're not Snake. You're some other guy or gal. And... Uh, Raiden, and, you know, right? ends up being Raiden, which, yeah. by the way, that was when I found out it's pronounced Raiden and not Raiden. <laughs> Fuck me. That's, tomato, uh, tomato, uh, you know. Yeah, I suppose so. But I didn't, you know. So I kept on going with the game because it looked beautiful, and maybe I'll get to be Snake again. And it just never happens. You never get a chance to be Snake. And then it all ends up being, you know, spoiler alerts, but it's been fucking 20 years, you know, what the fuck. Anyway, it ends up being like a training exercise or some shit. And I I don't know. I just, to me, it was a beautiful game and very well put together. But what a fucking middle finger it was (laughs) for them to be like, everybody loves Snake. Let's just have him a side character. And now you get to play as this other guy that no one cares about. The, um, the, I remember I never had a PS2, but I, mm-hmm. I was always on the fence of maybe saving my money up for one. I ended up getting the Dreamcast instead, so I lost that one. <laughs> right? Fucking whoops. Yeah, whoops. But so the, the game media lead up for, for Metal Gear Solid 2, like I love the PlayStation 1. That's like an amazing PS game. Like I'm not a big fan of the PlayStation, but MGS is fucking amazing, and it's a system Hell seller. Yeah. So like the, the games media were doing screenshots and, and doing previews of MGS2. Things like describing how Snake shoots a bucket of ice and the ice cubes are individually crafted and they fly from the bucket. Shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. They, they hyped it up so much and the graphics and the gameplay being so great. And then when it finally came out, you could tell they had embargoes or they had NDAs or, or whatever you call it. And they weren't trying to spoil the reveal. But it still got out a month later. And when I started explaining that, yeah, you don't really play Snake through most of this game. I've never been more disinterested in a game ever, I think, at that yep. point. Like, I, I, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I don't need a PS2. <laughs> you know, Dreamcast <laughs> is pretty good. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. need this. I, I, don't, I don't get the, the design decision. But, I mean, that's Kojima, right? Nobody can explain Kojima. He's got that otherworldly creative mind. And I just don't know what's in his head. But, um, he is the Thelonious Monk of video game development. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the most, like, artsy thing I will ever say. Are you keeping yeah. up with the E3 stuff at all or no? No. So, no, I'm not. So Kojima left Konami a couple of years back. And it was in the news. Anyway, he has his own studio, mm. and he made this game called Death Stranding, which is not a Metal Gear game. But, no, uh, I, I watched uh, watched Wolf play that. Yeah, play that yeah exactly. That right, it's hilarious, but not my kind of game. Anyway, yeah. so E three, <laughs> uh, the Summer Games Fest, which we'll get separate from E three. Anyway, Summer Games Festival, they were showing trailers of various things. There's a short interview with with Kojima, and he's like, "Oh, one more thing," and it goes to a trailer, and it's the dude, it's Norman Reedus from Death Stranding, and he's like in this warehouse that looks oddly like the um, 
is it Shadow Moses Island, like the warehouse right. area, and he's sneaking through the warehouse, and it comes across a cardboard box, and like, oh shit, <laughs> are they teasing? Like, is he gonna do another Metal Gear game? Is it gonna be like a Metal Gear inspired Death Stranding DLC? Like, then all of a sudden he knocks the box over, and a bunch of oranges just roll onto the floor, and then it's mm-hmm. like he hops in the box, pops out, smiles. And it cuts to a thing that says Death Stranding Director's Cut coming out later this year on PS5. So it's, uh, it's a total, total fuck you <laughs> to the Metal Gear Solid fans. Because he can't do anything with that series anyway. He doesn't even work with with Konami. But I was, I've, it brought back some memories of like, he could have done some really cool shit with Metal Gear back in the day. And I don't know. For me, it kind of ended with the first game. So I, I hear you on number two. Well, but three was great. Um, was it? Because okay. they, yeah, and then they went back and redid. So they they put Metal Gear Solid. They called it the Twin Snakes, and they put it on the GameCube, which is fantastic. Um, mm, well, they animate they animated that up. If you remember the cutscenes from the GameCube version, it's different. Yeah, and I I kind of don't mind it. Like for okay. me, the the graphical updates and the smoothness. Uh, and the detail was was worth it. I, I don't okay. mind them fucking with the cutscenes. You know, I, I get it. Um, if George Lucas can get away with <laughs> constantly retooling the original trilogy to make it prettier, whatever. Uh, I, I, I guess I should say that with the George Lucas comment, that prepared me for shit like this. Okay. okay? <laughs> Thank you, so George Twin Lucas. <laughs> S- right. Twin Snakes, fantastic. That is a great version of Metal Gear Solid. MGS2, they retitled Subsistence, and then uh, MGS3, which was originally called Snake Eater, was Substance. Or no, two was Substance, three was Subsistence, and there were like new <laughs> VR missions, there were new sections, and it was kind of like a director's cut or an updated version. Uh, Snake Eater, Metal Gear Solid 3, is a fantastic game and probably my favorite of the entire series. Two was just kind of this weird, bizarre outlier that they took away Snake you know, from being playable after the first 15 minutes or however long it takes you to beat the tanker. And then the rest of it seems incredibly inconsequential. Like, that's the other thing about that game is, for as fun as the playability was, um, you know, because it's Metal Gear Solid, you've got the sneaking, you've got the espionage, all that stuff. The entire thing just seemed very inconsequential because at the end it's like a training exercise or something that kind of his own mind had come up with. I'm still kind of iffy on the details because that's what Metal Gear Solid should do anyways. But... Right. Um, yeah, I just, I I like the game enough. I don't want it to be on the, the bottom five. But I I I bought the PlayStation 2 for this. And, right. you know, so that that's like that slap in the face we've talked about earlier. When you're hyped, you spend money on it. You know, you're a kid, you don't have access to a lot of money. And then you, you get stuck with this. So I tried to enjoy it for how beautiful it looked and, and the playability of it. But really between taking away Snake, replacing with Raiden, and then the payoff at the end of the game falling flat i just nah, was not I, for me i do want to say uh writing gets some redemption uh, as like as a being a cool character later on mm-hmm. there is a a game called metal gear revengeance which is probably one of the dumbest titles i've ever seen a video game <laughs> slap on the label but revengeance it's not a kojima game it's i can't remember the name of the company that makes it but it's a spin-off and it's action heavy like insane batshit crazy katana combat raiden's like mostly cyborg now and there's a cool sure. cutting mechanic where you can freely cut through an enemy in slow-mo and it just it looks amazing it's in your face it's totally anime 
if I remember right, I want to say the last boss has you fighting the president on top of a mech. I could be wrong, though. I did watch a playthrough of it. Uh, Metal Gear Revengeance is, is an interesting title, and it brings some cool to the character that maybe they should have brought back to the... or they should have had in the original uh, right. second game. So not a total wash of a character, at least later on. Gotcha. Well, that's that's cool. And I, there was, there was a, another title I remember seeing the artwork for it. Maybe it's Resurgence, but it was on, like, the PS3. Is that right? It's around the time Guns of the Patriot, Patriots came out. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's good. I'm I'm glad he got some redemption. I just it was never for me. Yeah. And I, you know, then they uh, the big boss at the end was Solidus Snake. I'm like, no, no, no. We need gas or plasma. <laughs> you know, we got solid, we got liquid. Give me a plasma snake. That sounds dope. How about Solidus? And we'll give him two Doc Ock arms. Ah, that sucks. Yeah, it gets weird again. Kojima lore. It's yeah. <laughs> But it's you know bizarre. nobody else thinks like him, so yeah. it's it's a romp. It's it's you never know what's going to happen, and, and for that I can appreciate it. But so yeah. that's my honorable mention, which I spoke way too passionately about. No, that, that's fair. That's an interesting yeah. one. All right, number one, and, GP. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. The reason I wanted to put the honorable mention before number one is because one sucks so bad. <laughs> there's not much we're going to be able to say that's going to be entertaining <laughs> about it. Oh, smart. Okay. So uh, number right. one bottom game for GPs, bottom five. What is it? 7-Up for the NES. Now, before everybody freaks out... Which one? Yes. For the <laughs> NES. The, the, the cool spot, 7-Up, is the, the... That's a badass game. That's for, like, the Super Nintendo, where you are the, the hip little 7-Up spot, you know, walking around on these very cool, kind of, like, beach and, and sandy... I, I, I don't know. That, that's a cool, like, platformer. Cool spot, 7-Up for the Super Nintendo. This is 7-Up for the NES. And it looks like Connect Four or like Othello, oh, but with no. colors. Yes, and it's a board game. It's a it's a puzzle board game, you versus a computer. And for whatever reason, Seven Up decided this is what we need to represent our our fucking company. It's oh, horrible. No so way. basically, <laughs> if you don't know how the game is, you're on like it looks like a a Connect Four grid. You know, there's just spots for all these spots. Uh, circular dots and you can play up to four players and there's four different colors red blue yellow and green and you get one dot that represents your color on the top left top right bottom left bottom right one color for each corner and then you can pick one spot to move your character to thus doubling your spots from one to two if it's a, an adjacent or adjacent spot so right. then as you approach the spaces occupied by the other colored spots if you're placing a spot next to them, their color spots become your color spots. So you are trying to take over their slots with your color while setting it up to not let others encroach on your territory and absorb your colors. The winner who takes over the entire board, uh, you know, once you're at zero spots because they've been taken over, you're out. And that's the entire thing. How it represents 7-Up, I don't really know, other than just this... Um, Whenever you move your spot into a next spot, good God, I'm going to yawn because I'm already tired talking about this game. Uh, there's a little animation of the cool spot from 7-Up that does a funny little thing. He pull but vaults, he really, yeah. Well, he pull vaults or does like this stereotypical like, walk like an Egyptian thing or you know some funny little two-second animation. Yeah. 
which reminds me of, do you remember in like Windows 95, <laughs> there's the paperclip guy whenever you're in a Word document, who would like <laughs> Clippy. show <Yeah>. up. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. favorite mascot. Yeah. Pretty sure whoever animated and designed him did the exact same shit. And the thing is, if this game could be played a little bit quicker, that'd be great. But no, every single time you or the computer makes a move, this little spot shows up and does some stupid little shit for two to five seconds. And it's just... You can adjust the settings so you can have infinite time to make your next move or, like, I think five seconds is the fastest that you can do. And so, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> cool spot. I, cool spot. 7-Up. Well, I don't even think it's cool. It might be cool spot. But cool spot was the one for the Super Nintendo. And maybe part of the reason I hate the, the one for the NES is because I remember thinking... That, uh, okay, I had played or watched my brother play the Cool Spot one for the Super Nintendo as a kid. Right. Growing up, I'm, you know, expanding my NES collection, and I find it at a store a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh, fucking rad. I love this game. I buy it. I'm like, why is this game only $3? And then I take it home, put it in the NES, and I realize, oh, All right. this that game sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Because you thought it was and, a different game. That's why. Yeah, I thought maybe this was like an 8-bit version like maybe an original version that they then reported for the uh, Super Nintendo later on. No. And it just sucks. So let's say you win. Let's say you knock out all three of the other three colors. Basically, the victory, uh, the ending, you know, screen, you're in like a stadium and there's people in the stadium seats, but they're too small graphically to make out what they are or who they are. Right. And then they're doing like the wave. And then I think there's a screen that says like, you win. And that's it. And it's not even, you win. It's just, you win. <laughs> it's like, fucking great. Handshake. And that's the game. So, and okay. I hate it. All right. So this game, I rented it as a kid, actually. I'm and so uh, I mean, I couldn't afford it. But if I could, I probably would have bought it. This is a game where I'm not saying it's top 15 or anything. But if mm -hmm. I were to make a top 50 list of favorite Nintendo games... This would probably in, be in that top 50. Really? Yeah, I, I think it's a good game. I actually like it, but it's it's that weird, quirky charm. It's the same It's the same vibe I get with <laughs> Snoopy Silly Sports, which is another game <laughs> I actually quite like. And I, I'm not going to say it's a great game. There's there's some <laughs> in that game that are terrible. Like, it's, it's clunky. And Cool Spot has the same vibe, though, where it's like, I'm not sure why... The theme has been slapped on this game. I, I kept there's a there's a name for this game, uh, virus or something. I don't know. There's been other games like it where it's like the Othello style of uh, right. moving your pieces in a board game. I like mm -hmm. that gameplay. There's an arcade game actually I used to play as a kid uh, at an arcade this mall I went to, and they had it there. It was a sit down cabinet, and it's the same game. It was just it was an alien theme instead of cool spot. So when I played it on when I rented it, and I also saw the character in the box thinking it was something completely different and then when I actually brought it home and plunk it in and it's a board game I actually quite like it I thought the graphics where, he, where the guy moves I thought that was cool as hell when he does the pole vaulting thing or he flips around I thought it was cute I like board games this one's a pretty good one you're right the ending sucks <laughs> there's like zero fanfare for that but uh, when I look at the cool spot the other one I mm -hmm. think that was on Genesis if I'm not wrong as well I used yes, to see that in screenshots. Yeah. yeah, and when I played, I actually got a chance to play it. I just thought it was another generic mascot platformer, and I, I just did. I had nothing for it. I didn't like it at all. So I actually like wow. NES Cool Spot or whatever it's called. 
But yeah. uh, I think it's I think it's good. I think maybe top fifty list it'd be there. But uh, I could totally see if you're a kid and you thought you were getting the cool, interesting mascot platformer and you got this mm-hmm. instead, I'd probably be upset too. Right. Yeah. So you and I are on exactly opposite ends of this. You don't care for <laughs> the fun, interesting platformer game. You like this piece of shit. Whereas I am like the cool looking thing rocks, but this piece of shit sucks. So I, I will say this. I feel like maybe, um, I think maybe part of my disdain for this game was the hype for thinking I knew what I was getting and then figuring out yeah. not only it wasn't that, but also what the fuck is this and why is it seven up? <laughs> I, I think if, if I were to play against other people, that, that you know, would have some maybe enjoyability to it. I don't think that the computers, I've never played it enough to be like, oh man, the computer got me good. But, uh, you know, maybe. But also, I don't need the 7-Up branding on here. And I hear what you're saying about the quirky little movements for the, the little 7-Up spot. And I get that. But maybe not after every fucking move. <laughs> maybe just do it when you're overtaking other people. Like, if you do something good. Otherwise, it's a participation trophy that completely is devoid of meaning. And if he's only got six or seven things that he can do, it becomes repetitive, redundant, and boring. And I I can't say anything solidly redeeming about this game gameplay is confusing and sucks especially if you're a kid as an adult what's the point i mean i understand it's a puzzle game or whatever maybe i would like it if i'm going against other people but yeah the ending sucks there's really no sort of uh replayability or or value to to playing it i i just to me it's it's that bad i and i again i don't want to shit on one of your top 50 games or top five <laughs> games i know you love this one but i uh <laughs> no, that's your list, man. You you dump all over. That's, that's, that's the point. But if I, just, I'm, if I remember can, right, yeah. I don't even think there's music in this one, actually. <laughs> Set the title screen. I don't know. But to that point, when you said that you played an arcade version of this and it was a sit-down cabinet, that should tell you you're sitting down because nobody will stand there and play this shit without falling asleep. You need to be in a comfortable <laughs> position because you might doze off. Well, I mean, honestly, it's a board game in an arcade. How How few of those are there, right? Like usually that's something you see in a bar or something, but yeah, it was right. a sit-down cabinet, and it was the same idea, but it, much better looking uh, for an ar- yeah. obviously arcade game versus NES and different theme. But I I don't know, I like board games, and board games on a console like NES was a bit of a novelty. Mm-hmm. Like you know, thinking back on it, I used to like the Monopoly on NES. I liked that a lot. Oh, anticipa- that? anticipation! Anticipation was classic. great. Yeah. Classic concentration was great. Yeah. There were so many good board game adaptations. I will give you that one hundred percent. But cool to me, spots this one, right there. Yeah. But no, I, I feel like, <laughs> and again, part of it as well, along with all these other things, is the giant question mark of why is why is Seven Up doing this? Like, you know, the cool spot, man. They made a hip, awesome little character that kids would love to to, to play with. Here, they just made this obnoxious. Give me the paperclip guy from Windows ninety five. I would have enjoyed that. You know, it's it like you it said before, it's a weird cash choice. grab, right? So yeah. that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. But, I mean, talk about a glow up to go from this game to the cool spot, you know, Super Nintendo and Genesis one. Hell yeah. I don't know. Well, they definitely put money and thought into the other one for sure. Like, you know what this is? This is this is a game that was probably created by a studio and they were shopping around. And that happened a lot back yeah. then. There was, um, there's, a, there's a movie that came out, something about a dinosaur story or something like that. And yeah, that, yeah, I remember that one. There was a game, I can't remember if it was the Game Boy version or the NES version. Mm-hmm. It might, one of the two. 
and there's the dinosaur story on that console. The engine itself, the game itself, was three the- was rethemed like four times with different characters and sold separately. Is one of those games, right, where they couldn't get a, a solid supply a, a publisher. So they shopped around to studios and they got some like comic book deal or a movie deal and they rethemed all the sprites, but it's exactly the same game. And it got sold like three or four times in different countries and regions. So I imagine this was like that, where it's just like the studio had made it already, proof of concept, shopped it around. Coca-Cola was, right. you know, busy. They didn't mm-hmm. they were dealing with the bear at the time. And then like, you know, seven up is like, yeah, cool spot. We need a game right like right now. Gotta cash in on this Nintendo thing. That's all it was. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think the game you're talking about is called We're Back. Yes, a dinosaur story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. So, all right, yeah, and and that's 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 something I talk about a lot with specifically board games. Is which came first? Did they say we want to make a game for this IP, or did they have the proof of concept, like you said, and then said, you know, who wants to to throw their money and and we'll we'll adapt it to you guys? So. Uh, and and yeah, I just it's it's such a letdown, such a such a stinker. Well, sometimes it works um, out. Like, you, do you like Small World? You ever played Small World? I don't. I don't think I've played Small World. Uh, it's a it's a great board game and uh, like a really great board game. One of my favorite ones, actually. It's like a territory territory control game, but it's very tactical. But anyway, cool. World, World of Warcraft has a version of it. It's World of Warcraft uh, Small World Edition, and like I'm on the fence about buying it because I I love the series very much. And I don't mind okay. Warcraft characters and stuff, but just like, is this a cash grab? <laughs> is this somebody slapping their name on an existing thing I would like? It's probably so. And it's also like is ten dollars more. Right? Is it Tiny Epic Kingdom like that? Have you guys ever played Tiny Epic Kingdom? Uh, a long time ago, I think it's it's like a modular board, so the game's a little bit different every time. But you have okay. different races and different powers, uh-huh. and they're shuffled together, so you have a different pair. So you could have like flying gnomes or stealthy elves or something like that. And you only have a limited amount of time with your race to put tokens on the board and fight before they die out and you get a new race. It's it's a really great game. It's actually a digital version of it on Android on Windows. Actually, I think it's on mm-hmm. Steam. If it goes on sale, it's worth playing. Small World's, Small World's a great board game. Now, let me go ahead and just kind of point out here. 7-Up or Cool Spot for the NES is such a bad game that we had to transition to talking about a cool game. No, I'm, look, man, I'm, I'm saying, I'm not saying it's top 10, but top top 30? No, like, I hear you. I A few minutes ago, it was top 50, and top 30 is great, and, um, you know, and everybody out there listening, you know, I everybody's heard you say it's in your top 10, and then um, <laughs> if you're following us, you know, in Discord... Uh, shout out to, to Sick Jake and let him know that we, we see your top five and this is on there and probably even your top three and that's great. I can't be the only one who likes this game. for being your favorite game. I, fuck you. I, think I can't. You might be. Hold on. Hold on. I'm checking my mind palace for reviews of this fucking oh, game. Oh, okay. Yeah, we yeah, need yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah. I can't be the only one who likes this game. I can't. That's a platform game. That's no good. Hold on. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. When I come back to streaming, which will be happening by the end of this uh, month of June, uh, we're, we're moving. I've been away from streaming because we had to sell the house and I had to take down my studio, all that stuff. Uh, I will do a fundraiser. And if we raise over a certain amount of money, and this is going to be for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, I will spend a day speed running 7-Up <laughs> for the NES. So, you know what? So, it's How's just that? we have to get this. That sounds like a plan, actually. I totally yeah. pitch money for that. But um, it's called Spot the Video Game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it was proceeded later followed up with platformers Cool Spot and Spot Goes to Hollywood, 
which nobody ever hears about that last one. And uh, is it reviews? So here's the thing. They called it that because 7up wanted to pull out their name at the last second because it sucked. And they called it Spot the Video Game because nobody could spot the video game. They just identified it as a giant <laughs> heaping pile of trash. Oh, ouch. I'm trying, find, I'm trying to find reviews. Usually when you go to Wikipedia, there's like a review for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, there, there's no reviews for it. What a, what a shame of history that well, nobody really did it. I don't know if you contribute to Wikipedia or not, but you should go ahead and write a review. And then maybe some of the people out in, uh, in Discord land and on Twitter who listen can, uh, can ratify that for you. You know what's great? You can put up a glowing review. You know what's great? For a limited time, a mail-in promotion was offered to purchase the NES version for $24.99, along with four labels from specially marked 7-Up bottles. So if you bought multiple bottles of 7-Up and collected the tops, you got the privilege of giving 7-Up more money to buy mm-hmm. this game. <laughs> which and, which is fucked up, right? Like, if you spent $4 on our sodas, you can just spend 70 or $24 more and we'll give you the game. And then if you go to the store, it's like twenty-one bucks. Uh, do you have a few minutes? I got I got to tell you about Let's this game. Tell okay. me about it. All right. Uh, in a retrospective interview, the NES version of Spot was created over six weeks with no development hardware or software. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the game was based on Infection, which was a, initially intended to be a budget release, and then when the Seven Up branding was added, Spot was sold as a full price title. So it was going to be a budget title until it got the branding. And uh, Infection, while never seeing a commercial release, was released by the developer Gary Dune into the public domain in 1994. So you too can legally play Infection and just pretend that there's a cool spot all over that damn thing. That's awesome. So it was an old game that was shopped around. Yeah, Yeah, and I I believe it. And how funny that they could be like, you know... um, Did you see the movie Creed, which is like a spinoff from the Rocky Balboa franchise? The first one, yes, I did. Yeah, he he's fighting under his mother's last name of Johnson, yeah. and he, you know he's 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 a fighter. And then they're like, "Oh, his name is Creed. Let's give him a title shot." That's that's what happened with with Spot. The difference is Creed was fantastic, and Michael B. Jordan should be elected to every political position in in the world because he's fantastic, <laughs> except for you know King of Wakanda. Yeah, well, no, no nobody ever never. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, I'm done. It's not Michael a bad B. Jordan. game. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, if you're listening. <laughs> I uh, hope notable listener, uh, Press B, Michael B. Jordan. It's in the well, name. We can't, we can't verify that, but uh well, who's gonna fact check us? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so the B in Michael B. Jordan stands for Michael Press B to cancel Jordan. Uh no, I don't know. you know we gotta reach out for that sponsor opportunity. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, All right. Yeah, I'd love to be in Creed three. <laughs> not as anybody important just like in the background just a side character that's we're not just asking a, for yeah. much no maybe a speaking role like a walk-on thing maybe you know no i don't know that's what matter All right. anyway thank you very much for listening to my my bottom five final fantasy 2 mortal Kombat mythology sub-zero balls 3d shack Fu, seven up or spot the video game and metal gear solid 2 yeah hey like I said, I, there's a lot of a lot of mix and match there, but that's okay. Uh, I should just say really quick, um, make sure you check us out on pressbeatcancel.com, bookmark it. Also, you can check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, I, I think. If there's somewhere that you listen to podcasts and you don't see Press Beat Cancel, please message me on Twitter. 
I want to spam that damn thing everywhere I can. You can also check mm-hmm. us out on Patreon. Uh, all money we raise through Patreon goes through hosting costs and advertising because, you know, podcasting ain't easy. Uh, you can also check us out on Discord or our merch. I don't have the links because I suck at this after 10 <laughs> weeks of having these. But if you go to com, there's like a support tab that has all these links. Yeah. Or check us out on Twitter. I love it. Yeah. Jake, thank you very much for joining me today with this. Thank you for letting I feel like I vented. I feel like I've gone on this venting <laughs> rant. Like I feel therapized. <laughs> well, that's good because you haven't been streaming. So this is you need some therapy. This is I, good. I do. And we will be back to it, like I said, here in the next couple of weeks after I get moved into the new house and, and settled in. Um, awesome. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, Jake? Yeah, I'm sick, Jake. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter. Uh, on, I don't stream as often on Twitch. I'm trying to do it at least once every two weeks. And I've also been doing the BizHawk Blender or BizHawk Shuffler uh, with games submitted by chat. It's been fun to do. So you'll see me there once in a while. Otherwise, I'm shit posting on Twitter. What else am I going to do? <laughs> That's true. I love it. And then, of course, I'm Guy Prime for The Retro Therapy. And starting soon, you can find me again on twitch.tv slash theretrotherapy uh, on Discord with Press B to Cancel or, of course, the podcast. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in. Let us know in Discord what you think of our lists. Uh, it's always so much fun to compile lists and discuss them with, with the other guys in the, in the podcast. But we always love hearing from the guys and gals in Discord land. So let us know. Awesome. All right, till next time, everybody, give it your B game. Special thanks to Arthur the Ancient on SoundCloud for our podcast theme. Listen to more episodes on our website, pressbeatacancel.com. As well, feel free to like or subscribe at Apple and Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or anywhere else you like to listen to your favorite shows. Thank you to our supporters on patreon.com slash pressbeatacancel. Your money helps keep this ball rolling. And as always, thank you to all our listeners. This has been... Alright, everybody, I've got Sick Jake here with me. Um, how you doing today, Sick Jake? Uh, you know, can't complain. Okay, so you have no idea why I've asked you into Audacity, and uh, t- today is uh, today is Wednesday, uh, the sixteenth of June, following the Friday after we had recorded my bottom five episode, right? Right. Yeah, I didn't know you want to date this, but yeah, it's been a few days after the fact. Well, it- it's important. Um, as I'm, I've moved into a new home and I've set up my streaming gear and all this stuff. I took some time to try to play 7-Up, spot the video game, okay? And it's no longer in my bottom five. I think you're right. <laughs> it's not in my top anything, but for what it is, it, it doesn't deserve quite the punishment that I, I gave it. Yeah. That said, um, there is, to my shame, a video game that should have been on there, my top five, at the number one spot that I forgot about. And then I remembered it the moment I pulled it out of storage. Right. And that's Ghostbusters, the video game. Oh. Now, okay. yeah. Before everybody gets triggered, there are no bigger fans of the Ghostbuster franchise than myself and my wife. Right. Uh, it's one of the first things we bonded over when we started courting, I guess, or courtship. 
But Ghostbusters, the video game, is a piece of shit, and I will die on that hill. I don't know what to do, and there's only four beats, you know, like one bar of music that just is on loop, and I can't, I can't do it. The only way to even try to play that game is with different music playing in the background or the TV on mute. And even then, it's still a turd. And there's no redeeming thing to this game. I was wrong, and I am correcting that. <laughs> okay, well, first off, so... Not your bottom five. The spot that this is the board game one that uh, yeah. it's not in my top five, <laughs> but it's not. It's definitely not my bottom five. I think I pegged it as what top fifty or top one hundred or something. Yeah, um, I think originally you said top forty, and then yeah. it got whittled into like the top thirty or something. Right. Okay. So, what changed your mind when you played it again? I don't know. I, I think trying to give it a fair shake. Um, when I put together my list, I was drawing upon memories of things that I could. Remember, because all of my video games have been in storage. Right. So I went to the classics that I knew I hated, and that was on there. And uh, then to hear you, be, you know, talk about how it's one of the best twenty-five games of all time <laughs> really made me think maybe I, I I need to play it with like my sensibilities now. If you hate carrots when you're a kid, and then you try carrots when you're adult, there's a chance you're going to like them. Right. And yeah, totally. that's. That's kind of what I did now that I, I understand better what to do and, and how to play it. It still has its weaknesses. Again, it's not in my top 20 like it is yours, but <laughs> I, um, I, I, I shit on it too hard. And while I can't take that shit back, I can certainly dust it off and transfer that pile of shit onto Ghostbusters. Well, I'm certainly glad that we will not receive those cease and desist orders from the Cool Spot people <laughs> as we trash <laughs> on their 30-year-old game. Well, and that, that's the thing. If, if we're going to get cease and desist or like, you know, if we're going to get any flack about crapping on Ghostbusters, the video game, I would rather that letter come from Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray um, <laughs> than, than whoever the fuck is running 7-Up. So I, which... I do, I do want to comment on Ghostbusters too because sure. that's an interesting game because it's ported to a lot of different systems. I can't remember what the original was. I want to say it was an Amiga game, but I'm sure I'm wrong on that. But I first played it on the Atari 2600. <laughs> so, I mean, and it has the same loop, coincidentally enough. <laughs> it's every other version of that game. It's terrible. Yeah. It's it's not. It's a very confusing game. I played a little bit on the NES, and I, again, like you, I didn't know what the hell to do with it. And I think what makes it bad in my eyes is the ending sequence. I don't know if you ever got that far. Uh, Congratulations. No, I, I didn't get that far. Uh, oh. So after you catch ghosts, whatever, and you get to the tower, you have to walk up steps in an office mm -hmm. building, I guess, from like the movie or that that condo building. And you're literally walking up the steps. You have to tap the buttons as you make your way up the steps. And you have to avoid the ghosts. And if you hit the ghosts, I think they freeze you, I think. And it's such a long manual sequence as you go up steps. And it's, and it's so terrible. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... This is one of the best poorly translated. Like this is up there with all your base are belong to us. Right. The ending title I've got it pulled up now says "Congratulation." <laughs> space three exclamation marks. You have completed a great game. Period, and proved the justice of our culture. Now go and rest, our heroes. See, I didn't even think it was a Japanese game. I thought it was an English title. I have no idea. Maybe it's not a, a translation issue. Maybe it's just shitty-ass writing. But, <laughs> you know, uh, it could be that. 
There was one thing to mention about these guys. Hold on. I'm checking my mind palace here real quick. Sure. While you're doing that, I will say that um, I, I won't be playing the spot game anytime soon. But you and I had talked about, you know, I'll, I'll do a fundraiser. And if we don't get a certain goal, I will. Or if we do get a certain goal, I will spend a day playing all of my bottom five games. And that's really what kind of put me over um, when I decided to pop it in and try it again. was like, I could play this and actually not necessarily enjoy it, but get through it and be like, okay, it's done. I think if people want to watch somebody play a game they despise, I mean... Ghostbusters is going to be that thing. I might have to mute the, the audio track because I don't think anybody will want to sit through however long it takes to beat that game. But uh, it's just listening to that, that loop. But yeah. yeah, it's certainly up there with, with the most obnoxious freaking soundtrack. If you, It's not even a soundtrack. You're right. It's just a, a single loop. The only game that's worse, I think, for, for music is mm-hmm. 1942 on the NES. That, that is fair. Yeah, that's which is good. just, I can't play that game unless it's on mute. It's, it's crazy. I was trying. I was trying to find. There's a video I watched about Ghostbusters and the the password system, but you know I have to go look it up. Maybe it's something I put in the show notes. But there is some interesting stuff mm. behind the scenes and how that game was created, uh, and and whatnot. But yeah, it's you're right. Ghostbusters trash game uh, that cool. I played on the Atari 2600. So that means I actually owned it on the Atari, and I later played the NES version. It's no better. <laughs> In fact, it's probably worse considering the power of that system and it's something else. So, um, but ahead, uh, thank you. The the cool spot community thanks you for acknowledging their game is not hot garbage. <laughs> no, and again, it's not going to be that top fifteen uh, title, but I will I will take it off the bottom um, and leave you and your your top ten games of all time to to be in peace. Yeah, you know, eventually it'll make its way to my game of the year next year. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, I, I'm sorry I kept you in the dark about why I needed to do something with you today. Uh, I, I hope you didn't lose any sleep over that, but uh, I had to. I had to eat some crow, as they say. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, there you go. All right, stopping. 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 All right.